But um, you just never know why people are doing what – yeah, could be drinking. I, I don't know. Um, but uh, it was well written, so it didn't seem like it wasn't written. Hey, well, uh, hey well. that's truth serum, man. That's truth serum. Yeah. So it was true. <laughs> it, it's true. It's very – that's true. For over 260 episodes, Dwayne Brummett and Ali Albarigo have been sharing how to take your martial arts school to the next level. Welcome to another edition of SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Now here's your host, Dwayne and Allie. Well, hello, Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Albarigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Allie, good morning, sir. Good morning to you, Dwayne. How's it going? Doing well. Doing well. Second week into the new year, uh, and uh, we've got some traction, obviously, with uh, leads from uh, Lead Hunter Media and Gus Lopez. So that has been great. Oh, yeah? Um, just oh, that's Just following awesome. up with those, you know. And then, obviously, I don't have a lot of follow-up I have to do. Why? Because of our other sponsor, right, Spark Membership. Uh, because yep, yep. Uh, of all of the great automations that uh, they have and also the ones that I've created with regards to my follow-ups once they come in the door, that type of stuff. So, yeah, it's been yeah. Uh, it's been a good year so far. Um, and I've done some add-ons. Check this out. I've done some add-ons to uh, memberships. So meaning uh, I've had parents. I had uh, two parents that came to me last night that said, you know, I've been thinking. I go, let's go get your uniform right now. They're like, really? I said, yeah, they'll just get in right now. Um, now, I only made the registration fee off of them because they're the second or third or even in one case, this is the fifth person <laughs> in the in the family that's doing it. But that's still, uh, you know, um, obviously that's still a stick strategy because when they're inside and they're seeing the results themselves and having fun and doing the things, they're going to keep their kids longer. Uh, in it, although yeah. the, my retail sales should go up a little bit more too, obviously because they're going to need the gear, they're going to want the shirts even more so. So yeah, so it's start. It's a it's a great start to the new year. That's awesome, and and I love that you're positive, and and I I constantly talk to people, and I just had a person, a friend of mine, uh, old friend from from the high school days. You know, he's heavily overweight, and you're going to be talking to him soon. Um, I think or, we or did, did we, already. We, we yeah, we talked yesterday. We got a follow up to uh, complete uh, complete you know and get the program set up on uh, to, no yeah tomorrow's Thursday. So it's Thursday. Yep, uh, noon your time. Good. Well, that's in the by the way for those people that are listening, that's for the health coaching that you're doing as well. Um, and uh, yeah, my poor friend. I mean, I can't say poor, but you know, I feel bad because he's so overweight. I mean. I think he's like 350 pounds. He just had triple bypass surgery not too long ago. I mean, nearly died. So I just wonder, you know, how people get that that far in before they start to take action. But uh, you'd probably know about that psychologically uh, more than, than I would, being that you're doing this health coaching. But anyway, so it, I was talking to him, and he said, oh, Allie, you're always so positive. You know, you're always so, uh, you know, upbeat, you're, you know. And um, I said it really depends on who I surround myself with things that I take into my brain, garbage in, garbage out, you know, how I live my life. And, and um, I hate to say it, like I was looking at another post by another good friend of mine. He wrote, if there was one thing you could have more of in your life, what would it be? And I started off and I said, I, you know, I don't know. I pretty much have everything I want. I have a, a beautiful home. I have the car that I want. I have a great family. I'm like, I don't know what else I could want more of. 
you could always want more money or fancier cars. And But, I mean, pretty much I'm happy with what I have. But then I said, you know what, health. Probably health could always be better. You could always be in better shape, have, you know, uh, you know, lose some weight. Um, be more fit and tone, whatever the case may be, have more, more, and then I guess this is the final result of health is longevity, live longer so that you can experience the things that you love. And that was my answer. That's when I finally figured it all out. I sorted through it in my own head. I'm like, health is all that matters. That's really it. Everything else yeah, could be worked on. And I think those are all uh, all good things. You're right. More time more time with your loved ones and uh, and less regret. So that's what we got to live right. for, right? <laughs> yeah, and aren't they all interrelated, too? Like, you know, because stress destroys your health. You know, it doesn't let you sleep. Being overweight or out of shape works towards stress and, you know, not sleeping well and disease developing and all these other things. So it's kind of a unique kind of catch-22. It all revolves around optimal health, you know, and, and the world that we live in, you know, especially in the United States, because I, I know that, we're a very gluttonous type of, you know, lifestyle where, you know, when we buy a meal at a restaurant, if we don't have it over pouring out over the plate, we feel like we got ripped off. When I used to have my friends come from London, England, Scotland, um, uh, you know, uh, Ireland, and they come and visit me, they go like, wow, you guys get so much food when they deliver it. Like, this is crazy. Like, if we get yep. like a third of that on our plate in England. And that's why whenever I travel there, it's true. Like, you get a, a normal portion. So well, I tell, my, I tell my health I tell my health clients, my uh, the, uh, coaching clients, I say, look, um, you know, we teach you that when you go out to eat, obviously we teach you uh, how to order correctly so that you're still on program. But um, the other thing is we say ask for the doggy bag in the beginning. And as soon as oh, they yeah? put that meal down, you separate it out because you're bringing stuff home. And it's right to your point where the, it, it is a over-portions size. Uh, and it's not what exactly. you need. And so I have I have clients that tell me, yeah, now that I'm on program, I actually see how much I'm getting when I go out to eat. And they do; they take it home oh, yeah. with them, you know, which is yeah. Well, I go out so, I go out every Wednesday, and I tell them I go like, listen, I I get my um, a portobello mushroom with uh, with an onion on top and some tomato, no bread, nothing. And I say I'll have a little monkey. That's what they call it, a little tiny monkey paw dish of. Uh, and it's in the in the terms of like waitressing, that's a tiny little dish because it's the size of a monkey paw. So I say I have a monkey size worth of potatoes, you know. And they usually bring me a big, huge plate, and I go, I didn't ask for this. And they go, Don't don't worry, I'm not charging you for it. I go, No, I don't want it because if you leave it on the table, I'm going to eat it. You've got to take it away, you know that kind of thing. And inevitably they don't take it. Inevitably I eat it, and uh, I'm pissed off. Like so I'm just bring me what I asked for. Don't bring me more. And you're worse off for it. About the money. <laughs> Right, I don't want the money. Yeah. I want I wanted the health portion. But anyway, so well, today, the other, yesterday, yes, no, no, real okay, quick, yeah, real yeah. quick. The other, the other reason that that you're always in a good mood is because you have. You said you <laughs> surround yourself with with people that are in good moods, or at least are going to lift you up. And and uh, like for me, I've got a great friend. He just happens to live in uh, New York, who buys me uh-huh. nice nice shirts for Christmas. Right, that's what you got <laughs> me. Right. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Well, that's cool. I, well, look, for the listeners that can't see what you just showed, um, if it's on the uh, podcast, just on iTunes, that's a Betty, uh, not Betty White, it's a Golden Girls shirt because you're a big fan of the Golden Girls TV oh show. Oh, my gosh, yes. And, uh, yep. yeah, so I said, uh, I said, hey, I'm going to get Dwayne something really unique this year, and I want to try to find something fun, um, and that's what I ended up figuring out. So uh, 
that's I'm glad you enjoy it. I'm happy that you're wearing it. Thank you for uh, for uh, for showing everybody. So, yeah, so Dwayne, yesterday, yesterday you sent me a post. You're like uh, behind the scenes. You sent me a message that some guy tried to post on our business page, and it was and you said to me, Hey, Ali, is this the guy? Um, that you always have that's kind of stalker who always says negative things about you, right? I've told you about a few people, old students and things of that nature, and it, it just so happened to be another hater of mine, um, <laughs> but it wasn't the normal person. But it said something like, why listen to, Why would anyone listen to Ali Albarigo when he just closed one of his schools? Like, you go and, like, not knowing any context, not knowing why I did what I did, not knowing that I sold the building, whatever the case may be, he just looked at it from the outside in, saw the probably drove by my building um, and noticed that I was no longer there thinking that COVID took me out or I failed and I couldn't handle it and yada, 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 not knowing that it was a conscious decision and, and so on. But anyway, there's always going to be those haters and they're going to post. But of course we deleted that post. She's like, I'm not going to approve it. Um, but uh, well, people are always well, wait, you. wait, let, yeah, let me say this. Uh, we have on, on our blog uh, or on our uh, podcast website, um, the way that it's set up, I have to approve every um, everything. So it never even posted. So it's not like it's even right. there. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Even with Spark, um, if Spark people give you a negative review, you have to authorize it before it goes on uh, social media, right? So it's kind of cool. You could filter out negative reviews on the Spark software um, if you wanted to. But but anyway, I you know I I want to say it doesn't bother me. Um, but right away, I'm immediately running scenarios in my head, justifying why he's wrong and I'm right. And, and uh, you know, that's not really what happened, just like I kind of did when I mentioned the whole thing. And, um, you know, it's all about how we feel with these posts, like what they do to us, you know, the negative impact of negative posting and so on and so forth. So I figured today we always look for a topic. I said, why don't we talk about that? How do people, how do school owners, how do businesses handle negative posts on the internet, whether it be Google, Yelp, you know, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I don't know if you have any insight, like what's your policy. If you, I don't know if you've had any yeah. and how you dealt with them, et cetera, et cetera. So why don't you give us some insight on that as well? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, first and foremost, um, I think it's important for us to take a, uh, a look at it in a way that we want to learn from it and not be offended. You know, even though right. that's difficult, we, we want to take a look at it as, as, a, as a learn, see if there's anything in there. So, one, if you already have a list of people that are haters, for lack of a better term, you're gonna right. you're going to you're gonna consider the source, okay? So that's first right. and foremost. Just consider the source. Then, uh, if it's not one of those sources, then you want to take a genuine look at what they're saying. Um, and you may you might have to uh, if it you know makes you that angry, if it pisses you off that much, you might have to uh, set it aside and then come back and look at it. But if you can, yeah. um, try to look at it as quickly as possible and as objectively as possible, trying to learn uh, what the situation is. And it might be just as, as small as a, um, they, they, you know, in text, obviously, if, if they're getting their information via the Internet and, and you didn't articulate what needed to be articulated and they inferred it to be something else, you might be able to, to, to settle that. If it's someone that you can call that is a student, that you can follow up with, uh, I would do that. 
and I would do that behind the scenes and I would just say, Hey, I just wanted to touch base. I saw that, you know, this, uh, comment and, you know, first off, I want to apologize and see where we're at and what I can do to rectify the situation. But first, can you tell me from your, your point of view, what's happening? Like what, right. You know, how do you feel that, you know, that type of thing? Cause a lot of times I think it's just miscommunication. I really, really do. We're all busy. Like, so for instance, I had a, I had a coaching, a health coaching client last night text me and uh, the way that, the way that it was written or the way that I read it, she was basically, I thought she was basically saying, you know, I, 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 I'm doing horrible on this program. Horrible. Right. And, and I took that also based upon our conversation the day before because she had a really, right. really rough day, uh, the day before. And so, um, and so I already had a negative view when I opened that text. Right. So I'm like, hey, look, let's just talk tonight. Um, and uh, we followed up, and she said, oh, yeah, today was an amazing day. It was much better than the day before, yada, yada, yada. Right. If I would have posted about that, I would have posted that, you know, oh, th they had a negative <clears throat> re review about it or a negative right. X about it or whatever. Right. Because that, that's where I was at. So I think if you can do a one-on-one -on -one conversation behind the scenes, that's going to be important. And And then the other reason that's important, too, is because – uh, you guys are talking on the phone. There's context that can be heard. There's voice inflection that can be heard and understood. Um, there is the opportunity to go, oh, you know, I I see what you're saying, or I understand, or I'm sorry. Um, nothing can be really misrepresented to a certain degree, as long as you have a logical person on the other line, right? Right. But on top of that, on top of that, it's a conversation. And unless the other person is recording it on the other end, Right. Plausible deniability, right? No, just yeah. kidding. <laughs> no, yeah. but what I'm saying is it's not in text. It's not on the Internet. It's not there for everyone to see. Right. Uh, and everyone mm -hmm. to critique or even chime in on. Yeah. Um, and I think that's important. If you can solve issues one-on-one, -on -one, that's where you want to go. I know I've monopolized this answer for a while, but your turn. <laughs> no, no, dude. It, it, that's a, it's all good stuff. Keep going if you have more to say. I, I like it. I, I think, honestly – the key word is communication, right? And it's kind of interesting because I just had um, two family members, uh, cousins actually, up for renewal. So I said, hey, I'd like to send you out your new agreement. Congratulations. Can you um, sign it if you're going to continue and get back to me? At, or not, if you're not, or if you have any questions. And then the two, and they've been with me three, four years, the, the kids and the, the two parents were like, we'd like to review the contract first. I'm like, it's the same exact agreement that you had for the last three years that haven't changed, well, we want to read it over. Would you, would you sign something without reading it? I'm like, oh, no, I'm not asking you to sign anything blindly. I'm going to send you the agreement. You read it. If you don't like it, you don't sign it. Um, anyway, back and forth, you know, I, I don't understand, Sheehan. All I'm asking is for you to just send me the agreement. And I'm like, I called them up on the phone. I didn't get them, but I left a message. I'm like, I don't know what the confusion is because this is, this is a person that actually during the COVID issue um, came to me and said, we're out of work. Can you work with me? I gave him three months. I gave him discounts. I go, I never, ever would hurt you. If you need to cancel, you let me know you're out of work. We'll sponsor you. Um, so I just left a message like that right away. They wrote me back. Everything's all good, you know, because they heard the tone in my voice. You know, the written word, I honestly believe, is taken at the moment that you read it with the emotions that you're feeling. You know, so like if you're pissed yeah. off and someone writes to you, listen, calm down. Don't be upset. We're going to work through this out. They're going to be like, yeah, right. We'll work it out. You know, like they have that attitude, right? But well, when you, right. You said but before, it, take it, that time. 
Yeah, I can say real quickly in teaching de-escalation skills, you you never tell anybody to calm down. Right. I mean, exactly. that is one of the worst things you can do. You know, so when you yeah. and so the same thing in your verbiage, you don't want to do that either. Sorry, I just <laughs> wanted to throw that out. No, no, that's so true. That's verbal judo one hundred and one, right? You know, you like mm-hmm. relax, calm down. Like, don't you tell me what to do? Like, because people are heightened, they're they're ready. That's that's an order, and they're going to defy that order. So, um, but I right. knew if I just mentioned it. And then they could hear my voice and hear my that I'm genuine. Like I, I'm like, listen, you sign the contract. If you're out of work, you tell me, and then we'll cancel it. I'm not going to kill you. Go, who cares? You're broke. I'm going to take your car now. Like I want to work with everybody and help them. That's all I've been doing for the last year. Um, and I think they heard that and right away. It was no issue. So I think the key thing is right. take a day that you said before. Wait so you can see your emotions, and you read as you know on a day later when you're less uh, emotional about it. And then, then communicate. Communication being the key. Yeah, and then I was going to say the next thing. Oh well, well, and number one is if 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 that is coming from a person that is on your list that is a hater, and there's no way that you're going to reconcile right. with them, you don't even right. entertain it. Right now, yeah. um, the the uh, the other thing is if this is on your um, Facebook page with regards to your school or your personal Facebook page. You can go right. in and you can block that individual. I've done that right. before. There is mm-hmm. uh, another martial arts school owner in our town who, for some reason, I, he doesn't like me. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, and we've talked about him before, you and I have. But anyways, yep. uh, he was trolling on my Facebook page, you know, my business uh-huh. page. And he was actually yeah. messaging other people. So I'd have students that would make comments and then he would go into that student and then, or that parent of that student, and then go and message them privately saying, hey, you know, what he's teaching you is crap. You should come check out our school. We're a real wow. school, blah, 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 blah. And I had yeah. parents that would tell me that. And I wouldn't have known that was happening behind the scenes had they not said that. So then I right. went and I blocked right. him from my page. I also blocked him from my personal page. And right. then he got he got wind of, uh, like, this was two years ago, that we had a um, – a uh, uh, a, self def- a free self defense seminar, and he signed up mm-hmm. for it. So okay. through Spark, I saw that he signed up for it. I messaged him back and just saying that you know we we basically we refuse the right to have you come in. And okay. he messaged back, you know, look, uh, this this is a public event. I can come. And I said, but it's on. I said, but it's on private property, and I reserve the right to uh, not accept your invitation. And then I, in addition, right. I said, if you decide to come, law enforcement will be called and you will be taken off the premises. Because, right. yes, it's a public event, but I'm a private business. That's great, though, that you did that. And um, isn't it, ama- well, isn't it in, amazing, though? In, Go ahead. In addition, in addition to that, I printed out all of that, and then I went to the police department in my town and I gave them the printout, and I filled out a report. And I said, I just want this on file so that if he shows up, and I said, if you can have, um, you know, an officer in the vicinity at 7 o'clock on that Friday night, just so that if we call, that he's yeah. close by or she's close by, you know, I just, I said, I don't think he'll show up, but just in case. I said, I'm not playing around. I was, immediately, if I see him, I said, I will have an instructor standing in the vestibule and they have already, I've already shown them pictures of him 
And if they identify that person coming out of the car, they literally will pick up their cell phone and call 911 right then. Right. Maybe. So I, yeah, and it's not that, look, maybe he can beat me up. I could care less, right? It's just the fact that right. I'm going to protect my business. I'm going to protect my students. I'm going to protect the employees that I have. Again, not that he's coming in to do anything bad. That's not what I mean. It's just I'm, I have levels, and I have rights as well, and I'm going to exercise yeah. those rights. Yeah, and it's so true. And, by the way, it's kind of interesting because, uh, you know, I think everyone who's heard this before knows I'm a huge fan of the band Striper, and um, I love their music. But they're controversial. They're a Christian rock band. You know, they're playing heavy metal, so there are a lot of Christians that don't love them. And, you know, they're, uh, you know, they're a heavy metal band, so because they're Christian, there are a lot of metal guys. That, you know, and I always try, I've been trying to get an interview that we could do with him, you and I. Um, because I just, like, I see his posts, and he's a very genuine person. He speaks his mind. He speaks his heart about God and um, his beliefs, and he gets trashed for it at times. Sometimes he gets commended. But I always wanted to know, like, how, as a human, he deals with it on a scale, like, you know, we're, we're doing it with, you know, five people. He's doing it with 500,000 people and the negativity. And, and it's amazing. I know you said... Um, there's no sense talking to an irrational person, right? Because, you know, no matter what, if you think about politics, blue or red, no matter who you are, um, those sides don't tend to meet. And you can't even have a logical conversation and say, but what about this and what about that? And when people are so dug in and they're set, um, they're not going to change. I, I'll give you an example. I'm going to try to find it on my um, – actually, I'll just summarize it. I had a student about four years ago, young black belt of mine, um, when one of my – maybe five years now, when one of my other guys left and opened up his own school, he kind of um, grabbed a lot of my younger, more volatile black belts and told them a whole bunch of garbage, and a lot of them followed him. So I got this message from this one young kid I really liked a lot. You know, I'd always bust his chops and we'd joke. And, and uh, anyway, he ended up going over to that other school, and then he wrote me this big, nasty thing on, on Google reviews. I'm all about the money. All I care about is money. I'm a jerk. I'm this, I'm that. <clears throat> anyway, I, I responded and we'll talk about that in a minute. And then I uh, blocked his social media. But just the other day, maybe about a week and a half ago, he wrote me this big, long apology letter on Instagram. I'm really sorry. We've had our struggles, blah, blah, blah. You know, we've had our ups and downs, but I want you to know that I took the lessons that you taught me and I'm now in college in my year. I'm going to Tennessee. I'm a music major and I'm working at a famous music studio and I want to thank you for all the things you've done. And I'm like, is this really you? Like his name was Brian. Brian, is this really you or you're just trying to lure me in to hurt my feelings again like you did in the past? I said, if it's not and this is genuine, please respond. I'd love to rekindle our relationship. It never heard back from him again. It must have been like a fleeting emotion in the middle of the night that he wanted to apologize for the way he treated me. But um, you just never know why people are doing what, yeah, could be drinking. I, I don't know. Um, but uh, it was well written, so it didn't seem like it wasn't written. Hey, well, uh, hey well, that's truth serum, man. That's truth serum. Yeah. So it was true. <laughs> it, it's true. It's very, that's true. Um, so, so here's some things I wrote down, Dwayne, for you and I, like, you know, so topics to talk about, like, how do you handle a negative re review? And by the way, how does a negative review impact you? How, how have you built those muscles to not let it, because the guy who put me down that you sent me the thing, I deleted it and got it out of my head as much as I could, but it still bothered me. Like we're talking about it a day later. 
um, we're doing a topic on it, you know, so um, how do you deal with it, like emotionally, like someone doesn't like you, I know it's your baby, your school, it's what you've invented, it's what you put your heart and soul into, how do you, and tell the other school owners how to maybe purge themselves, or what, how to think, What's, what are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, so you have to be, and I learned this from Keith Hafner, is you have to be immune to criticism. You just have to. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for me, um, my if my wife says something, that hurts. If my kids say something, that hurts. Obviously, if my mom said something, that would hurt, right? Um, I think, you know, Mr. Bean has earned the right <sighs> to hurt my feelings too, right? Right. Um, you and I, with our relationship, you've earned the right to hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. But those individuals that have not earned my right, you know, or, or earned the right, they can't hurt my feelings. Right. And I know that probably sounds easy, uh, cliche, whatever. Um, I, I guess I don't look at my business as, it is my baby, but I don't look at it as in um, my baby that I need to fight for. Mm-hmm. It is my baby that, stand on, that stands on its own, and it will prove itself over time. And I'll give you a for instance. I had, when I bought my partners out, there was a faction that, that were angry at me, and they started their own little thing. Uh, my wife was livid, um, and of course, some of them, not all, some of them were talking about me, and, yeah. you know, my wife had said, you know, and this was before social media where you could all post all that stuff, right? But, you know, my right. wife's like, well, what are you going to do about that? And I even got a letter. I got a letter from a, a husband one time because one of the ladies that left, her and her, 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 and her, her husband and, 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 well, them, the family, they left. The the mom walked into the studio while I was having a, a tournament as if she could just walk in and see what the heck was going on. And I'm like, no, you have to leave. Well, I got a, a, a nasty letter from her husband who said to me, just, you know, I'm attacking a woman. And, and by the way, I pulled her into my office. I had another adult who's older than me, adult black belt with me so that I had um, confirmation of what was being said. Right. I politely said what I had to say, and I sent her along her way. So I get this letter, and, of course, I show my wife, and she's angry, and, and rightly so. Somebody's attacking her husband, you know, whatever. I said, I'm not going to do anything. She's like, what? You're not even going to, like, write anything back? I said, no. I said, the worst thing yeah. I can do. I said, I'm not going to put anything in writing. <clears throat> right. You know? And I'm not definitely not going to talk to him face-to-face, not because I'm afraid of him, because it isn't going to do anything. And I said, right, look, right. time will show who we are. And time will show who they are. Right. I really, really, truly believe that. If I am consistent and if I have integrity, that is going to speak volumes compared to what the hate can bring. So fast forward now, and and I'm not saying this happened because, you know, I didn't do anything uh, to rebuttal, but, you know, it's a broken family. You know, there's been drug and alcohol that's been involved in that family. There's just, it's a mess. Um, with that, with that family and they're no longer together and yada, yada, yada. And so I just really believe that if I stay true to who I am and what my mission is, that 
you know, I, I mean, God's going to take care of it, and, and I don't have to fight for it, you know. And really, in, in the grand scheme of things, to me, it's not mine to fight for, you know. I really believe that God allowed me to have this studio and that, you know, he's going to fight for it if he wants it to stay open, and, and he's going to close it if he wants it to be closed. And, and it wouldn't matter if I tried to fight to keep it open and he wanted to close because he's going to close, you know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, hey Dwayne, I um... – my computer just crashed and it's rebooting, which is the weirdest thing. I think uh, so. Anyway, you're probably going to be all right, listeners. Speaking. I'm just going to let you know that uh, Allie's talking to me via my uh, uh, earpod right now, but I know that this is still being recorded, so everybody's going to be able to listen to you um, on on the podcast. So they will hear you on the podcast, but yeah, the audio but podcast. But while I'm booting live right now. back, <laughs> right while I'm booting back up again, um, you're going to have to take the ball on this and tell them what I'm saying. Yeah. To. Yeah, let's see yeah, how quick yeah. it goes. Yeah, so Allie's computer is rebooting right now, but I can I can keep going and I can relate to you what what Allie's saying to me in my ear too if you, if if, uh, if we need to. But um, so, anyways, that long story short, that's that's what happened with regards to that individual. And so I think that you know, one, you have to be immune to criticism, and 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 that's sometimes hard. Um, you know, some of us have, especially as martial artists, some of us have a little bit bigger ego uh, than others. Uh, which I think at, at some time is actually really good. Um, I don't know that uh, I that I have a big enough ego for myself that that it's going to bother me. And I don't mean ego in a bad way because I don't want anybody to take it that way. I just, you know, I've never been a fighter unless I've had to fight. Uh, and I hope that kind of makes sense uh, to the to the listeners. But um, and then I I think uh, let me get Allie in here. I think the other thing on top of that is, you know, um, if you start to get bad reviews where they, you know, actually fill out the, the, the thing on Yelp or Google Review or, their, you know, your Facebook reviews, you do need to have a system that is set in place to follow up with that. Um, yeah. And I believe we did a, we, I believe we did a podcast on that. Gosh, that might have been two years ago. I can try to look it up. But I think if you go to schoolownertalk.com and type in uh, – uh, social media. I'm sure uh, we have social media rules that'll come up because we did a podcast on that, and then yeah, um, how to how to bury, you know, basically those reviews. But in a nutshell, well, um, I, I what, think what, what you I, do is you need. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I wanted to comment on um, on that thing you're talking about with the family dynamic. I, I once had an issue, and a quick summary of the story: a parent was upset. The dad was had an attitude. Always had an attitude. I finally was fed up with his negative comments, and I said, okay, take your kid. I wrote a refund check. Take your kid out of the school. You're done. I got a call later from the wife. Can I please meet with you? I'm like, listen, I've had it. Please just meet with me. Um, and I did, and she's like, you have to understand that he's only half of the parenting dynamic. She says he's a very <laughs> abrupt person. He's negative by nature. I don't want to say that she said it, but she made him sound like he was bipolar, which he may have been. <laughs> and she says, please reconsider because I don't want my kid to suffer for his actions when my kid loves the school and I love the school. So we have to understand, like you said, and that your little story that you told, too, there was some alcohol abuse and attitude. So you just never really know what's going on. And re really, if people complain and they're miserable, there's always probably something wrong, um, more so than what meets the eye, right? Like, you know, uh, yeah. why are they so upset? Why are they taking it out on you? And, and very well, you know, maybe something was done incorrectly. Like I had 
um, recently a young girl, I love her to death, and uh, her family trains, and she got upset, came out into the car after class and was crying, and the mom went off on me, texting me, you know, your, your instructor, not my head instructor, but a junior instructor, he shouldn't be teaching, he's too young, he's a 13-year-old, I go, no, first of all, he's 17, second of all, he's been through eight years of instructor training. I said, but what's wrong? And it turned out that he was goofing with her, joking around, um, but she took it the wrong way. So once we figured it all out, we're all back to normal, but it goes back to that communication barrier and so on. So uh, important to understand that not always is that family dynamic one-sided. So that's all I wanted to say. And you were, I'm sorry if I threw you off track. No, you didn't throw me off track. I'm actually taking time to find those uh, those podcasts that I okay. talked about. Okay, so cool. Well, let me in, let me in the link here. Yeah, and I'm saying too that you know. Um, so another thing we have to ask ourselves: How do negative reviews, a bad conversation, an issue with a family member, a parent, or whatever the case, you know, a fight with your wife at home? How does that impact your performance? And um, my yoga teacher, he was 124 years old when he passed away. His name was Swami Bawaji. He's an amazing, amazing individual. He used to say to me, while we're fixated on the issue at hand, that person who spoke negatively and what we believe that they think and feel, he says they're probably out, and he used this term because at the time of his life, I'm sure this was a popular thing to do. He goes, they're probably out tap dancing, having the time of their life. So in right, other words, right. he's saying that we may be thinking that they're talking about us. They're, you know, we're fixated on what they're doing. Meanwhile, it was a fleeting moment that they criticized you and talked about you throughout that negative report, and it's out of their heads. They're not living in that emotion. They've purged that emotion, got it off their chest, made you feel bad, hurt you in any way that they felt that they could. I mean, I had a family that, uh, geez, it was a really weird situation. The, the father was an ex-professional NFL football player. And they would not bring their kid in their uniform for the two months that they trained me. Sometimes they would, sometimes they wouldn't. So finally I said, you can't come anymore. I told the grandparents she cannot work out in her little pony T-shirt or whatever it was. And, man, two, late, two, two hours later, the dad, six-foot-four linebacker, standing in my lobby making a scene. And uh, anyway, I said, okay, listen, I'm going to give you money back. Be on your way. If you, I would think if anybody understands uniformity, which is somebody who was in a uniform their entire lives, as a professional yep. baller, um, you would understand that you can't just show up without a uniform. And he's like, nah. But they chased me for like a year. Every family member on the Internet, they would write reviews on my on my books that I wrote. Like, why would you buy a book from a guy who made a, two, a six-year-old cry? You know, why? and then they'd go to another thing. You know, why would you buy this or why would you go there? They just constantly followed me around with negativity. But I tell you honestly – that negativity that they talked about got me more business than anything else because they kept saying, uh, he made us want to wear our uniform. It's ridiculous. And then people were like, this guy's a nut. I want you, I want you to make sure our kids are in their uniform and being respectful and disciplined. Like, so well, the negative side kind of brought me business and brought me students, but at the same time, they chased after me. So, you know, how do they impact our performance? That's the question. And we have to be really careful not to, like, I, I don't know if you've ever done this. The class is slow. And I'm yelling at my students that are there, and I'm going, like, I can't believe it. Hardly anyone showed up. Like, what is wrong? You know, and, and one guy raised his hand at one time. He goes, you know, Shion, or Sensei at the time, we're here to train with you. We love your classes. You know, not, why are you mad at us? We didn't do anything. You should be yelling at them. They're the ones that are home being lazy. 
So, you know, how does it affect us? And that's something that we need to quickly analyze, right, in, in our lives. Yeah. Yeah, I know Zig Ziglar tells a story about kicking the cat. You ever heard that story, kicking the cat? I haven't. Tell me. So, you know, a uh, guy wakes up in the morning. He's running late. Uh, you know, he is the CEO of the company. Um, and so he's rushing to get there. And, of course, he gets pulled over and gets a speeding ticket. So he's pissed off, right? So as soon as he gets in and he sees his secretary and she's just getting a cup of coffee and he yells at her because, you know, he's angry and she's getting a cup of coffee. And, uh, of course, that pisses off the secretary. And uh, well, the secretary is at the water cooler later on, you know, and she's a little angry. And she goes to receptionist and says, you know, now you need to get these things done. You know, I'm I'm working all, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm. I'm working very hard, and you don't have this stuff done, and I'm not doing it justice, but you can see how this is going. Yeah, yeah. So the secretary, you know, secretary yells at the receptionist, well, the receptionist is pissed because she's like, you know, look, I'm fielding 250 calls a day, and I've got to listen to people complain, and da-da-da-da-da. So she, by the time she gets home, she is hot. So she walks in the door, and she sees her son watching TV with a big old rip in his jeans. And she gives him the two four, right? I mean, the what two four? She is yelling at him about having all. You know how hard I work, and uh, in order to provide for you, and you got a hole in your jeans. Go upstairs and change, and get get your homework done. Well, that kid is pissed. That kid, he's like, mom right. doesn't even listen. He doesn't. She doesn't know what happened to me. I didn't. It wasn't my fault, right? And wouldn't you know it? As he's uh, uh, walking towards his room down the hall, that tomcat just happens to walk right in front of him, and he just kicks that old tomcat, and he looks at him and goes, you probably did something today, too. Well, the tomcat <laughs> didn't deserve any of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. We don't, and, and that's we don't ex- know what's been going on in people's lives. That's exactly right, dude. That's a perfect analogy. I mean, I love it because it talks about, you know, how, how did they impact – how did that negative review impact their performance or our performance? How – how come, you know, being compassionate and saying, okay, well, maybe they're having a tough day, and maybe they are, or maybe they're just miserable, or maybe they're being influenced. Like five years ago, one of my guys picked up and left, right? He wrote me a letter, kind of like a, uh, I think it was kind of a trying to give me a little bit of, uh, you know, some leeway and said, listen, I'm going to open up my own school. Maybe we could do seminars in the future. And I'm like, listen, you're not going to just open up your own school and take all my students, and you signed a non-compete, and it, and it got pretty ugly, right? Um, thousands of dollars later, an attorney's fees on both of our sides. Um, it, it, it ended. He was allowed by the, just, the judge to open up his school. And um, I had this very bitter feeling in my stomach. A lot of my people, and they were angry. And But anyway, everyone wanted to kind of let me know what's going on. And they'd go, hey, hey, Dwayne, did you, did you hear about so-and-so? You know, I, I was on his website, and I got to the point where it would always just drudge up bad feelings. So anytime they go, hey, did you hear about so-and-so? I go, stop right there. I didn't, and I don't want to. I don't care what he's doing. I don't care how well he's doing, how bad he's doing. I'm just moving on from this. I need to get it and purge it. And then there's a thing, and by the way, as a Christian man, you could probably um, you could probably uh, understand this better than anyone. It's like that you forgive and forget. But a lot of times people don't forget. They just say they forgive. Well, I don't forget, all right? So I think that's a misnomer. So let me say that. I forgive and I forget to extract vengeance on that person. Okay. I like that. Because vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. It's God's doing with vengeance. Not me. Not me. It's his deal. 
And and in Proverbs, it talks about the fact that, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase, this is the Dwayne Brummett version, but it basically says, you know, and, and by the way, uh, uh, don't be doing rah, rah, rah when, you're, when your enemies get their just dessert. Well, that's, that's another thing, too, I was just saying, right? Like, I didn't want to know. I didn't want to know. You know, this, I have to honest, be honest. Um, if they failed, I, I, there'd be a little bit of a bubble in my heart that would make me a little bit happy, but that's bad of me. I understand that. Um, but one thing, though, that I do understand, though, forgiveness, though, sometimes is for ourselves, right? So, like, the guy who wrote something negative about me yesterday, I, you know, I don't really care. Like, I'm not going to put it, it take it into my heart and have that little, little drop of poison ruin and affect my day and then make me feel negative towards others. I'm not going to not teach my students fully because I'm afraid that maybe one day they too will leave, right? Um, and I found, I really, during COVID, I don't know if you've had this, but I've had so many people reach out to me that I haven't heard from in years that have somehow, some way, wanted to reach out, maybe it was COVID and the fear of death or, you know, just checking their lives. But they were like, I wanted you to know all you taught me, you changed my life, I wouldn't be here without you. Like, I heard a lot of that, you know, go- during this last year, more so than ever before. People who were thankful and, and went out of their way. So just my, my thing is, you know, how do they make us feel? How do they impact our performance? How do we react to it? We talked about all of those things. What do we want to do? You know, don't always, like what you said about vengeance. What was that quote again that you said about vengeance? It, 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 yeah, it's in Scripture. It says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Right. So not for you why to do, handle your. Why do I want to get in the business of being, you know, uh, superseding God? I'm just going to let him take care of it. <laughs> right. I love it. That's great. So here, here are some things um, hey, when it comes wait, to. Wait, before you, yeah. before you go any farther, there, uh, do you ever watch <laughs> Last Man Standing? Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay, so there was an episode where uh, Ryan, who is uh, the, the oldest woman's uh, boyfriend at the time, not, not right. wife, but uh, at the time of, of this exact episode, he was doing uh, social media posting, and then, of course, uh, he was doing it with his company shirt on, and then they told him, look, you're, you're, you can't work until you – we're suspending you until you take all that post down, right? And so long story short, uh, he had posted something uh, about – I guess there is a uh, – X foot tall uh, uh, statue of, of, of Mary, and it's actually on, according to what he's saying, which I'm, he's probably right, uh, on a burial ground, you know, where right. uh, Indians have their burial ground. And so it, it was just going on, and I'm going to forget my point now, now that I'm trying to tell the story. But it was going on. Uh, it was going on. He got he got excommunicated basically, and and and. Uh, uh, Oh gosh, where was I going with this? It had something to do with what we were talking about. I just lost it. Crap. Maybe yeah, we were just talking about, We were talking about vengeance. That was the uh, the religious scripture that part of vengeance, and that's what brought it up. Oh, oh yeah. So Kyle, Kyle, the you know the goofy one, right? He goes. Well, that's he goes. Uh, uh, um, he goes. Well, that's what you. He, he goes. That's what you get for saying uh, bad things about the, the Virgin Mary, right? And, and, uh, and of course, you know, Ryan was like, well, you know, kind of grumbling about it. And then his girlfriend, you know, now wife in the, in the show, uh, it, it said something like, hey, anybody that uh, can have birth without having sex deserves to have a statue. <laughs> it was, oh, was kind of yeah. funny how it reminded me of that when you had said that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. 
So, yeah, so I, there, it's there interesting. There was another like, point I was going to make, but I forgot what it was. But anyways. Well, if you, re- if you well, remember it, it's, it reminds me kind of of my breakfast that I have with my good friend, Shion Soke John Oschlager. And he'll be on topic or I'll be on topic and we'll forget our point And we will literally backtrack. We'll go, okay, we were talking about, you know, the students. And then we told the story. Then we were talking about the TV show. And we were talking. And then we're like, oh, yeah. Anyway, so and then you're, you rewind it back and your memory kicks back in. So if you remember it, just interrupt and uh, we'll get started. I do want to tell everybody that I did post uh, in the comments under this video the four social media um, podcasts that we've done thus far. So one is Social Media Suicide. That's ep- episode number 104. The other one right. is uh, uh, The Evils and Blessings of social media and that's 123 that's episode 123 and then social media rules to live by when you're running your business that that one is a not that the other ones aren't good that one is really good that's episode number 144 and then how to deal with disgruntled people on social media that's uh 158 that's episode 158 we actually give you step by step how to deal with those situations so i don't want to rehash that but i do want to uh, point everybody in those directions yeah um and, and again, that would be great for them to listen to those because they are, you know, there's every topic we've covered from every angle to some extent, and we're always coming up with new material. But I think the great thing about what we do on our podcast and what makes it so integral to a school owner is that sometimes they feel like they're on an island all by themselves. They're like, they're the ones that are experiencing that emotion. They got a negative post. They had a negative family member say something. There's someone in their lobby talking badly about them to the other people. How do you deal with it? And we've talked about it over these last few different things. And it's really all about how how you react, how you deal with it, you know, and how how um you create. And, again, with the one that we did on rules, the step-by-step process of how to handle social media um, is so important, you know, because it, it's not going away. Um I hate the fact that, you know, I'm going to say this because it's, it's like they're going to think that it's because uh, I'm a fan of Donald Trump or whatever, but it's the, uh, it's the, social, the, the media is very controlling over what we show, what we see, yeah. and what gets posted. So, and, and it's uh, that whole, that it's almost to the point of control where we have no saying. Like, I'll give you an example. Um, I posted something about two weeks ago and it said, what, what have you gotten out of COVID? And of course, some people get fired up. Like, and I'm like, you know, and I, and I explained it more like, you know, what did you learn during the quarantine? You know, what are some of the good things that happened to you? And I said, ready, set, go. One, two, three, boom. And then I had like, you know, negative things like, are you serious? Like, you know, 300,000 people died. How could you think about it as good? You know, and people were, there was, there was so many mixed emotions, but, um, just alone well, on the that problem post, is, the, 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 yeah, but the problem is you have to qualify every single question you ask on social media anymore. Right. Right? I, like absolutely. you have to say, yeah. uh, yes, I'm social distancing while I'm creating this video in order to, I mean, like you, I know. Like you have to qualify everything anymore because everybody is so hypersensitive. Um, yeah, you know, with, with what's going on and we all have our right. own opinions, but it's like, gosh, we, you know, we just need to take things back a little bit with regards yeah. to let's find out what the person actually means. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes even when you explain what you actually mean, they will twist it and take it their own way. 
So um, what I was saying, too, is that uh, you have to understand that no matter what you say or do, there's going to be those people that will take what you say, even if you have the best intentions with the polar opposite results. So you have to be the best you can be to communicate. So, like, for example, um, when someone writes something negative, some school owners will ignore it. They're like, I'll just ignore it. I'm not going to say anything. When you should respond, but respond positively, right? Like say, like, Dwayne, I'm really sorry how you feel and you had a bad experience at my school. I'd love to be able to redeem myself and do whatever I could to make it better. So I'd like to give you a free month of training in my school. I'd love to sit with you and talk to you and find out what made you unhappy and fix it. That alone, well, yeah, let's let's hop on a call or face to face in yeah. order to rectify this situation. Yeah, absolutely. And and then, but a but a reader would see the negative comment, but then see that you're willing to respond and do something to fix it, and they say, "Well, that's great." Like they they say that um, doctors who get sued for malpractice are mostly the ones that don't communicate with their clients. Like they could have even by accident cut someone's the wrong arm off, you know, and. Um, if they communicate with those people and be, they're apologetic and they're sympathetic and they're on top of things. Like when someone's gotten injured in my school, small injuries, they sprained an ankle, uh, had a bloody lip. If we don't respond, people get pissed. If we just simply immediately follow up, they're like, no, no, don't worry about it. Thanks so much for responding. I, I can see that you care. And then the next day respond again, how's Joey doing with that fat lip? You know, um, people see that and, and it's genuine. I want to know. I care. I want them to see that. Yeah, I I had an an individual who uh, <laughs> was back in November on a trial, third class, blow their knee out of uh, socket, doing a roundhouse mm. kick. Kid, wow, a kid. Yeah, right. We had to call. So like one, we had to send everybody in the back room, and let my instructors keep going on with the class. Right. Obviously, we called nine one one. We isolated them. I mean, we did everything on that aspect, correct? Brought in the paramedics up and left. I texted um, that night, and uh, then I called the next day, right? Right. Between, uh, uh, between then and before we went on break, I had three different text threads. I had one call that I did over the break. I texted them twice. One was, hey, Merry Christmas. How's so-and-so doing? The other one yeah. was, hey, Happy New Year. How's so-and-so doing? Um, and in, in, in all of that, he just now came back to uh, – he's a little leery about stepping on the floor, but Monday night he came and sat and watched class. He's going to come again tonight awesome. to sit and watch class. Good. But that is that follow-up um, yeah, yeah. You know, that we're doing. Absolutely, dude. That's important. It's so. And by the way, they said it cuts malpractice dudes in half because people won't sue if they like you, right? They're not going to try to hurt you. When they feel that you're, you know, oh, let's sue. It's the big money target, you know, you know, Walmart, you know, like they got the money. Let's just, let's get them, you know, but it's a mom and right. pop. You're going to take away their livelihood. You know, people think differently. So number one, when when dealing with it, don't ignore negative comments. Definitely respond. Apologize sincerely. Um, one thing is don't make false promises. Don't say, hey, I'll do this and I'll make it better. I'll make sure your kid loses 50 pounds in the next month. You know, don't lie to them. And then always be polite. No matter how much they fire back at you, you could always say we can agree to disagree. It's funny how um, I post on social media on, like, Twitter, 
and I sometimes get into political exchanges with people on Twitter. That's my kind of political side of, of, of posting. Um, but even if I try to say, like, well, what, what has this person done? What has that person done bad or good? People can't communicate without being insulting. Everything is very confrontational on social media because they, they don't see a person on the other. I mean, I see such mean, hurtful comments that say, like, oh, I wish your kid was aborted. They'll say to the president or they'll say things like that to people who are followers of her, of his, uh, or other people in social media from one side to the next. They're just so brutal. I'm like, Whoever taught you manners, I'll sometimes write, like, whoever taught you to be so hurtful to other people? Like, why would you do that? Don't you realize there's another person that might be reading this, a kid, a family member? But, of course, they fire back. You know, they'll call me a name or whatever and, and so on. So definitely be polite. You know, um, take it out of the spotlight whenever you can, right? You know, try like you do. Take them into the office. Talk to them quietly. Call them on the phone. Have a meeting and so on. Um, and uh, also be very personal, like, you know, so they know it's coming from you. Like one of my good friends, uh, Bob Austin, said, you know, if people truly knew your heart and how much you cared about the students, they probably wouldn't say these negative things about you. So um, they don't know you enough to be able to say those things. So you have to communicate with them and communicate your goals and show them that you care and that you love your students and you love what you do and you love what you're helping them with, et cetera, et cetera. Make sense? Yeah, and then I would add on what I had said before uh, with regard to the fact that, you know, um, people have to earn the right to offend you. Right. You know, people can't offend you that have not earned the right to uh, offend you. And I know that's hard to do. You know, Eleanor, I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt that said, uh, you know, know, people, uh, I I don't know what she said. She said something something similar to that where – you know, they can't offend you unless you let them offend you, basically. Um, right. And so, you know, my, my take on that is what uh, a friend of mine, Lucas Wright, he's a fellow martial arts school owner. Um, you know, he just said, I, I loved it when he told me that. He goes, people, you know, because uh, we were talking, it's funny, we were talking about the same martial arts owner that was dogging me out, right? Right. And I was talking with him about him, and, and he said to me, he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, he doesn't offend me. He hasn't earned the right to offend me. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I love that. She said, Eleanor Roosevelt said, and by this is the greatest thing about the Internet, right? It's like, you know, uh, how old is Eleanor Roosevelt? You know, or like how much money is, you know, and you just go on the Internet and boom, you have an answer. But it said, um, it said, no one can make you feel inferior without their, Fear. without your consent. Um, yes. That's what she wrote, you know, and uh, it's true, though, right? Like I always say, and I'm going to use the word mentally challenged, but let's say you're walking on the street and some mentally challenged person said to you, Dwayne, that's the ugliest pink or orange sweatshirt that you're wearing. And you look down and you go like, it's a gray sweatshirt. And you say, no, sir, it's a gray sweatshirt. And they go, no, it's pink. And you go like, in your head, you go like, you discredit them immediately thinking like there must be something wrong with them because their reality is skewed, right? And, um, I, same thing goes for uh, my students. I say if someone calls you fat, if you're if you're conscious, let's say you're skinny as a rail and they call you fat, you're going to go like, eh, what's wrong with that? But if you feel a little subconscious about your weight, you might go, oh, my God, they call me fat and that bothered me. So we have to learn not to take things to heart. And that quote that you just said by Ellen Roosevelt is so important. I think that that's a great one because – we have to decide whether we let them offend us, whether we take their words into our head and internalize them and make them change how we think. 
Um, but then again, it's very important for us to always learn from our mistakes, maybe learn from the comments, our critiques, our critics, you know, um, saying that, hey, uh, you know, Ali Albrigo didn't communicate with us about how to uh, do this or that. I need to get better at that and put every failsafe in place so that that never happens again. Yeah, and let's, you know, we only got a few seconds left here, but let me let me build on to that really quickly. And that, this could be a whole other call. But uh, the fact that when you identify that there is a, uh, a miscommunication that's happening, if you want to take a look at that and see if if other people are being uh, are are feeling or hearing it that same way, because right. one, obviously, you want to correct that across the board. But two, if you can automate that, right, and you know, so meaning correct the information that's coming out and then automate it, you'll never have that problem again or very, very seldom have that problem again. So, you know, that would be the next step uh, in in creating or in correcting all of that would be, one, see what the problem is, see if it's affecting everybody else, and then how can I communicate that in a way that it's not a problem anymore and I don't have to make, you know, clean this mess up all the time. How can I automate this so that everybody's educated correctly? Yeah, and you know what? Um that happened to me, and um, it was when I have, I have a Welcome to the Family booklet that we used to give out to people. It's a beautiful 18-page, full-color booklet. It looks like when you buy a car, a car, you get that beautiful booklet on the car. Well, I made this gorgeous one that explained everything, and then I would have uh, in it other things that were in this little envelope, and when someone joined, we'd hand it to them and say, hey, please go over this. Um, but there were a lot of people that say to me, I never got that. And some of them I knew they did because I handed it to them personally, but sometimes I'd question whether the program manager forgot to give it to them. So I said, how am I going to fix that? So you're right. I changed it from a, from verbal phone calls and 246810 calls to automations where they get a email and then a text message saying, hey, did you get my email? So now if they say, no, I never got it, please check your spam or let me have your email address. Maybe I wrote it in wrong. And then we have this series of, of calls, 246810, and with follow-ups and check-ins and all this other stuff that go on so that my communication is better with the clientele. And I thought, like, hey, and I'll just leave it with this. I said to myself, what are people questioning? What are they asking at two weeks? What would they want to know more of? What are they – how do I get my uniform? How do I wash my uniform? How do I tie my belt? You know. And I put all those things into these automations so that they're educated so that when they're in the school, they're a much more educated client so that I have a better relationship yeah. with them and they understand how to communicate. So we need to do that with, with anything and everything that we could to, to make our lives easier and better. Right, because part of the problem is, you know, haters are going to hate, but the other part right. of the problem is that we're not all speaking the same language. And so that's right. really ultimately what you're talking about is, you know, if – if uh, Japanese is the language in your school, you need to make sure that everybody understands Japanese. For us, right. it's Korean. We got to make sure everybody understands the Korean. So, right. we all have to make sure that our clients are speaking the same language as right. us. Um, so, I want to remind everybody that this month, Allie and I are reading the book "Who Not How" by Dan Sullivan. So, get your copy because uh, in a few podcasts longer, what is it going to be on the on uh, the first podcast in February? So, on February third. That's where we're going to talk about that book, the information that we learned from it, and the action steps uh, that we have taken or are going to take via that book. Uh, this is not the book of the month club, but we are this year because that was one of my resolutions is I want to do a book on this podcast and give action yep. plans 
uh, to that book for everybody as well. So uh, get that book yeah. and start reading it. It's super easy to read. Allie, last things you want Very to bring cool. up real quick before we end. No, that's it. Just, you know, everybody on here, please support our sponsors, which is Spark. Um, also, Lead Hunter Media for Facebook advertising and social media advertising. Um, with Gus Lopez, you could reach him through either one of us. Um, my, my website company, which is pretty busy right now, is EliteInsights.com. Not too so, busy. Uh, not too busy to help out yeah. other clients. Come on. No, of course not. No, but we're real busy, which is exciting. But it's E-L-I-T-E, Elite, and then I-N-S-I-T-E-S dot com. Um, and by the way, one of our listeners, Dwayne, um, from Portland uh, Self-Defense Academy, he's one of our listeners. He just hired us to do his website. And, um, oh, good. But anyway, long story short, one, one other sponsor. And then, of course, Dwayne does the health coaching, and uh, he, he's uh, a, sponsored also the show. And um, we'd love to have anybody who's interested to get back to their fighting weight or to optimum health or to help a family member or to get on board as a coach under you, Dwayne, and help their students. Um, that's all there for them. Their so students and their parents. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yep, yep absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Did I miss any sponsors? That's it. Spark? No, no, we got all the sponsors. Elite. I just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, everybody. So uh, go to schoolownertalk.com, type in the uh, uh, search bar, so, uh, social, just type in social. All the social media stuff that we've done is on there. I've also posted it uh, on our YouTube channel and also the this Facebook thread as well. And uh, there's a whole, like this is our, this is our 263rd, uh, podcast. So there is a plethora of wow. information to check out on there. And then uh, one other thing, go to schoolundertalk.com and download uh, our uh, Martial Arts Manifesto, all right, the Martial Arts Business Manifesto. You're going to want to get a hold of that because that is going to uh, help you uh, this year in 2021 as well. It's a free download so you can get access to that. All right, and uh, subscribe uh, via iTunes or wherever to get this sent straight to your phone. Allie, thanks a lot, buddy. Great. Thank you. Talk to you soon. See you, see you later, everyone. Take care. And thanks, yeah, and yeah, and thanks for the real squad shirt. Yeah. Golden <laughs> Girls, buddy. All right. All right, man. All right, I'll bye. talk to you soon. All right. Bye.